0: hi everyone welcome to movies at midnight podcast the show where we discuss movies that we've watched and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes i'm tanya
1: and i'm the grabber
0: Ooh, don't be Um, that i'm jorge yeah, yeah, we're talking about the, the black phone from, I don't know, 2021,
1: 2022. Yeah, Got it took forever for this movie to come out. I'm so glad that it finally oh did because it so... did not disappoint.
0: No, it's really good. I don't, I mean, you see, you see images from the trailers and things and, and sometimes the imagery can be really arresting. Like the mask was really creepy, but I don't know, for some reason for me, when I remember first seeing this trailer, I was like, yeah, that mask is really creepy, but it's just gonna be another like, schlocky horror it's not gonna be good
1: yeah from the previews alone i wasn't sure what to expect because we do i do agree that mask is very creepy and i feel like i I had only seen it with the smile and Mm. there's like a scene where he goes like that and it's like okay is it's like some magician maybe or somebody that does tricks that like ends up kidnapping kids but I, i didn't really have the connection with when we see the boy answering the phone and it's like Okay, what's what's going on there? I
0: think that's where the trailers lost me. I yeah. was like, Oh, creepy, creepy bad guy and then it was like, Oh, it's like a I'm getting calls from beyond the grave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, it is good. I really liked it. It's yeah, supernatural horror. But um I think what surprised me the most when we saw it is how like truly deeply sad it is. I was really distressed by a lot of the scenes, really upset and sad about a lot of it too but there is um just a warning like a lot of brutal violence against children in this yeah. one and honestly like none of it is coming from the grabber just barely a- yeah. any of it i mean like it's implied obviously that he murders these children spoilers <laughs> but uh we never see it really till the very end but oh gosh it's i don't know i was not expecting it i think our whole theater gasped numerous times when these scenes it's like parental violence against their children which was that was like the worst for me but then even the child-on-child bullying was just so it was a lot
1: now I would say from horror movies I feel like this movie did a really nice balance of the message while it's focusing more on like the positive standing up for yourself and when you can't do something alone reach out to your support groups and not facing something by yourself as opposed to be a good person and then bad things won't happen to you like don't have sex don't drink mm. don't do drugs where like other horror movies are doing that it also sure. does did a really good job and not constantly doing jump scares because there are jump scares in this film
0: they all got me and
1: they yeah they they got me like holy f- crap
0: i will say the first one i really enjoyed and then the other ones kind of annoyed me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i was just mad i was like ah uh, th-
1: there was one where like we see gwen riding her bike in the rain and oh, i think yeah. it's even in in the previews but I-, I guess i had forgotten about it and then obviously big loud jump scare and like the dead victims are there and, yeah and then i'm a huge fan of twist and in this movie i don't think there was any twist whatsoever but... there's
0: like two minor twists which we can get into later but i didn't i don't know i feel a little ambiguous about them it could be that i'm just not understanding them but the two i would say the brother and then the house and, oh, I,
1: I guess that's true but yeah. they felt
0: to me and i'll get into it more when we're like more in our spoily <laughs> spoilers section they felt not in tone with the rest of the film that would be like yeah. my only gripe Yeah, and then, like, which isn't even big.
1: (laughs) And then, kind of like what you said, I wouldn't have thought that a horror movie could make me sad. Uh, And I really feel for the victims, and and at the end, and what happens to these families after experiencing such a traumatic event.
0: Event? Yeah, because I guess also from the trailers, I just figured, oh, this story will be, I didn't expect to spend so much time with the family before our main character gets abducted. So, I I don't know, we meet like one of the kids and then he's he's bicycling down the road and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's going to happen to him." And I don't know, they just set him up really well cuz I was just really sad. And then it happens again before we get to the main character and again, they set this character up so well that I was just like, "No," cuz I mean, I figured they're not going to make it out because this isn't a story about them. I mean, it Is a little bit, but like we're really focusing on the main character. So, yeah, I mean that's good character building. I feel like in such a small amount of time, like you don't have to provide these big backstories. You can just create these little moments, and then you become attached to these characters so quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's because that they're kids. Because in other horror movies, I'm like, (laughs) I don't care about these characters, right? Like, like we see Friday the Thirteenth and some other slasher movies where like you spend a whole lot of time with these characters, but you're like, yep, she's going to die. He's going to die. Don't care. And you don't really care. And like here, we don't even spend that much time. Like the, the first victim that we see Bruce, this baseball player kid, and they win the game. And he's not like an asshole to the main character. He's like, Hey, you almost got me. And, and it's, I don't know if it's that camaraderie or like, they're not jerks to each other, but I'm like, I, I end up genuinely caring about these kids or these characters, and then like get super sad when you find out that they didn't make it.
0: Yeah. And I think there was also like a really small moment that made me like the, the character that we were talking about. He is batting, there, it's a baseball game, and the pitcher is our main character, and the batter is the first kid who, who goes missing in our timeline. And he comes up all you can see, I think the acting is really good because he comes up all cocky, and then our kid. Finn, I'll just say his name's Finn, so I keep calling him the main character, throws the first pitch and it's a strike, and then the batter's, his his name's Bruce, his face just completely changes and he's like, oh shit. And it's like like small moments like that. It's like, okay, we have a character. He's not like, yeah, he comes up all cocky and you're like, oh, this dude, he thinks he's real good. But then when he realizes that he's competing against someone who's equally as good, his response wasn't like, oh, screw this, this guy, whatever, like, I don't even know what happened, I totally swung and missed, like, I mean, this is all on their faces, too, but, like, it was just a nice change, he's like, okay, I gotta buckle down, take this seriously, and he does end up hitting a home run, but, like, you said, it's camaraderie at the end, he's like, you almost got me, Finn, I almost struck out. mint. Yeah, there you go, is that what he kept saying? I think I missed that, I was like, your arm is mesh? What? Mint. Mega? (laughs) I think... You can disagree with me if you want, but um, I'll give the summary. But I'm not going to, I don't want to go through it like point by point. Just kind of want to get our thoughts out personally, because I feel like my thoughts about this movie are more what's going on with this, what's going on with that, more discussion based. So if you're good with that.
1: Yeah, I like more discussion. But if you guys get the chance, really go out and see it. It's a really good movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give our spoiler summary now. So, spoilers from here on out.
1: But you've been giving spoilers. I
0: can't. Kind of vague spoilers. The children of a Denver suburb in the 70s are terrorized by a child abductor referred to as the Grabber. Siblings Finney and Gwen have a strong bond attempting to protect each other from their violently abusive father as well as bullies at school. A fellow classmate and baseball player Bruce goes missing. Gwen has knowledge of the abduction that was never released to the public, causing the detectives on the case to visit her. She claims she is psychic like her mother who has passed, but they are wary. Next, a good friend of Finn's, Robin, is abducted. While walking home from school one day, Finn is approached by a black van. It is the grabber who drugs and abducts him. Finn wakes up in the soundproofed basement, greeted by a terrifying masked man. There is a disconnected black phone, but the grabber says it doesn't work. When he leaves, the phone begins to ring and Finn answers, finding Bruce is on the other side of the line. He can't remember his name or his life, but he gives Finn advice on how to escape. Over the next few days, Finn receives phone calls from previous victims, all giving him advice for escape. When the grabber leaves the door unlocked, Finn is warned it is a trap and not to leave the basement. We learn the Grabber has a crime-obsessed brother staying with him, throwing a wrench into his usual plan. The brother is determined to find the identity of the Grabber, though this is played for a laugh. Which is why it's kind of weird. After coming incredibly close to escape, leaving the basement and making it outside, Finn is recaptured by the Grabber and left despondent. The phone rings, and for the first time, it is his friend Robin. He encourages Finn to stand up for himself and get out for all of the victims. Using all the information given to him, Finn sets up a trap and prepares to fight. Gwen dreams of the location of the Grabber's house and calls the police, who rush to the scene. The Grabber's brother finds Finn in the basement, but is swiftly killed by the Grabber. Finn and he fight, and Finn kills him, breaking his neck. The police arrive at the house, but find the basement filled with buried bodies of the previous victims. Across the street, Finn emerges. The Grabber had two houses. Finn, Gwen, and their father reunite, and Finn returns to school more confident? Yeah, I, I have some thoughts about the ending as well, which <laughs> we'll get into, but overall, I would just like to say that I really like the set design and the way that they shot the film, because some of it's really grainy and it looks like shot on film, and it just feels like a really well-developed and real world that's lived in. It just feels so seventies, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I feel like this is a real place, and these people grew up here and are growing up here.
1: Yeah, like the setting for me, I was like, they they say it's in Denver, Colorado, and I, I guess I've never been to Denver, but I, I assume it was much more city like. This seems much more midwesty, kind of like suburb. the small town. Yeah. I would even say more remote than a small town because some of the streets look like it's just farmland.
0: It reminded me of South Dakota. Uh, Yeah, sure, one of the Dakotans or... ...that I went to. But, I mean, probably similar vibes. I'm sure there are a lot of ranchers in Colorado as well. Mm. Another thing I will say is that it had interesting sound design to me because sometimes uh, the sounds, I couldn't tell if they were diegetic or not because they're so well incorporated into the the eeriness of the scene. So at one point, Finn sees the victim sometimes and... We heard this dripping, but I didn't realize it was dripping. I thought it was just like a beat to the tone. And then he, he's scanning around the room and you see like blood dripping onto the ground. I'm like, oh, that was diegetic. Holy crap. It's good. I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know. I had never seen that done before. So I really enjoyed that. Or at least done as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and that's the thing too. Like I feel like sometimes I struggle knowing whether can the characters hear something or not. Especially once Finn gets abducted and there's this whole notion of the phone ringing and he knows it's disconnected, so it's like he can hear it. So is it real? Is it in his head? We do find out that the victims say that the phone had always rung and he was the first victim, I guess, to actually hear it and answer it. But then the victims also tell him that the grabber can actually hear the phone as well. So... It's kind of sometimes alarming where it's like he... So the grabber sets up the basement and there's pretty much just like an empty room. There's one window with like bars on it. There's a toilet and... Down a little
0: side hallway kind of. Yeah,
1: it looks like it's a a little separate area to to the basement. And then there's a disconnected black phone. Like why would he choose to leave it there? The movie is based on a short story where they say that the grabber hears the phone and he feels shameful or it's like his victims are calling and that's why he like wears the mask because he's ashamed of 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 what he's done but at the same time and i don't know if it's because like we see him wear this mask when he first meets finn it's a, a neutral mask like there's not even a mouth there
0: that may have been the creepiest one to me. Right.
1: And, and, and so it's like, it's really hard. And when he's talking, it looks like it's a two-part yeah, mask where there's an out. eye part and then a, a nose and mouth part. Stop motion over so, here. <laughs> the first part, he, he doesn't have the top part, so it's just like his mouth. So it's like, you see the expression through his eyes, but the mouth is just kind of flat. And then in other scenes, we see him with a smile on the big mask, and then there's one with a little frowny face. So I, I don't know if it's when he's happy about what he's doing that he hears the phone calls, but is actively choosing to ignore picking up as mm-hmm. to saying, like, I'm not going to answer these calls.
0: That makes sense for the ending because, you know, he Finn makes him listen to the phone in the end and the, the victims all kind of talk to him and mm-hmm. berate him. But that's right, I forgot it was based on a, a short story, because I didn't read that, or I, didn't, I don't know what happens in it, because I had questions about the supernatural elements, and I'm wondering if in the short story we get more of the psychology to the grabber, because we don't really know anything about him in this one. I was interested in, as to why Finn could hear the phone, and the grabber could hear the phone, but why the grabber pretended it. Like he couldn't and like it wasn't real, but that makes sense with the victims. He, he feels shame and he knows that they're the ones calling him. It's not going to be anyone else. I, I still have questions about Finn. Maybe it's a, something to do with him and his sister and she like helped him in that regard.
1: That's what I would guess because we, we find out that Finn and his sister, I'm assuming inherited some sort of like psychological or paranormal powers from their mother. Yeah. And we see Gwen have visions. We don't really hear about Finn. She
0: has dreams. V-
1: dreams. <laughs> uh, we don't really know if Finn has dreams as well and just keeps it to himself. Yeah. But maybe it's this where it's like Gwen sees things that are not there. We see her dad like yelling at her and abusing her. Like your dreams are just dreams. They're not really there. And maybe she's seeing things and then Finn is the one who hears things. But although Finn does see some of the victims, at least like when you said there was blood dripping, I feel like because he got scared and he was like, whoa. So it's like, I know he can see that. But at the same time, when we see him talking to like his friend, Robin, Robin about the phone and he's like, OK, you got to go back and forward, back and, and punch. Yeah. It's like we, the audience, see like his friend's spirit or whatever behind him. It's like, can Finn yeah. see that? and? I, w- I would think not, but... Yeah,
0: I could see him not seeing everything. I will say, though, that that... I don't know why that, that sequence when they were swinging and stepping together was just really beautiful. I don't... They were just so in sync.
1: More more and on the comedic sad. side, it reminded me of, like, Aang and Zuko doing the dragon <gasps> dance, and they're like... Shh
0: and they're stealing each other's fire yeah
1: no well they're learning the dragon dance or whatever and um the sun warriors and they have to be in sync with didn't ang's
0: fire go out and he's like give me some of your fire one of that yeah um yeah yeah i agree i think it just might be for us a more visual storytelling point he may not always see them but uh the other supernatural thing element that i thought was interesting and i would love to rewatch it to try and see if this is a thing uh, one of the, the, you know, childhood superstitions is if you say the grabber's name, he's going to come for you. So Finn never says it, but you say, see, the grabber comes from anyways. And his sister is like, grabber, grabber, grabber. But I'm like, maybe there was like a random scene, or not a random scene, but maybe there's a scene where he accidentally said the grabber's name. Because to me, the grabber comes for, for Gwen, but just in her dreams, in my opinion. So because she just went off. By the way, she is so lovely. (laughs) Like, our our theater loved her so much. They were cracking up as well as I. Like, everything she was saying, she's so tough. She was, like, beating people up. I love their sibling relationship. It is the sweetest
1: thing ever. Yeah, and and that's where some of the things that I think this movie does really well is it establishes some lore. So the, the grabber is someone who has been kidnapping kids. And apparently it's been happening for a while, which it's like, you keep saying Denver, and I'm like, wouldn't something have been done? I, I, I don't know, the Denver Police Department? It, it seems much more small-town cop, and it's like, oh, the kid ran away? Because, like, nobody really seems like, oh, we're going to go look for this guy or whatever. But, I think
0: we got a few scenes of them, like, canvassing.
1: But that, that's after a kid goes missing. Like, oh, a you new mean kid, looking
0: for the actual right, person like, like,
1: doing this? Right, like, like... I see. And, and it's something where it's like now there's like this is the local boogeyman yeah the grabber and like it reminds me of like handyman where you have to say his name mm-hmm. and then he'll come and get you and finn is like there. there's a scene where they're walking and he's like no i'm not gonna say and she's like well that's what everybody calls him the grabber and and it's like did gwen summon him does the guy right, just yeah. drive around and if he hears some kid saying that they kind of follow him around because The grabber picks kids up when they're by themselves, so that's the other thing where it's like, it it doesn't seem very city-like, because people should always be there, and it's like, you live in a town where kids are trusted to walk by themselves.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a small town, I assume it's like, on the outskirts, I don't know Denver at all, maybe there are more pockets of these these quieter towns, or areas in it, but... Yeah, I was, now that you were talking about that, too, I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, people know him, because it feels so small town. Do people just run into him all, every day, and they're like, because no one seems to know anyone in this town, except the kids all know each other. And at one point, Gwen gets a vision or a dream, and she gets the address. Like, she knows that's the address of the house, and she's still riding her bike. Like, she doesn't know where this address is. And I'm like, dude, well, you have the address of the house.
1: Well, I feel like it's she has, easy. like, the number, but not the street. It, yeah, Because, like, guess. that's, well, that's, that's why one I'm of the wondering things. is like, she sees the 4417, which she's she saw someone carving it on an arm, which I thought was really cool. Cause 7741? Well, whatever it was. We I, wouldn't I have tried... gotten the combo right. Yeah,
0: there's a scene with the combination, and I tried to remember that. It was it was pretty... I thought I remembered it. Maybe not anymore. Was... three three. I thought it was 21337. Yeah, because well, clearly dead. we don't
1: remember. Yeah, and, and it's like, you see these numbers, but especially with the lock, when Finn was trying to unlock it, it's like, well, is it 223317? Yeah. Or is it like 2233? And I, at first I was like, what do you mean? You just said the combo. And I was like, oh, now I see. I was
0: thinking like a number so, pad. I'm like, just typing in what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, duh.
1: Because <laughs> then you see the lock and it's i those feel like i haven't locks. had one of those since like high school lockers yeah. or whatever
0: oh but about her about gwen not being able to find that the house that's what i mean like i guess i i got the small town vibe but because of the way people interacted with each other like the adults and because of her not knowing gwen not knowing where this house because she also gets visions of it with a specific tree a specific door and like it has a specific window to it she she's still has to look for it so i'm like i guess it's not maybe it's just it seems lonely empty and small but it's very sprawling yeah. i don't and it's know it's also
1: like 4417 of what is it main street yeah. front street okay whatever street like that's
0: fair that's fair
1: but i mean she could have told the co- like how many houses have that same address or at least it might give you like a general location of of where it is i i did think it was nice when we, I don't want to say we see a 180 on the dad until the very end, but the, their father is extremely abusive. And when I say like this movie does get sad, like I feel for the dad too, because when we first meet their family, and I feel like with the different victims, there's also contrast in the family setup that they have. So it's Finn, Gwen, and their father. And every time that they're walking on Fridays, Gwen goes to her friend's house and finn is going home but he's like yep i'll watch dad and it's like what you're the kid like why are you watching your father and then we see their house i mean they they seem like they live in a somewhat okay house it doesn't look very filthy or dirty everyone looks but, like
0: they have the same type of house yeah, in this town um,
1: but it seems like their dad is a drunk uh alcoholic and at first i was like does he even work but then we find out that he he does have a job he's very against the dreams that Gwen has, and at first it's like okay, he doesn't believe or whatever. He's he's like oh, she's just weird. But then we find out that their mother used to have similar premonitions and dreams, but the voices got too much for her, I guess. And I'm not sure what her story is. It'd be cool to even I wouldn't say like a prequel, but just to find out like hey, here's what some of the stuff the mom saw or heard. Those voices got. Too much into her head where... Because
0: he did say that she... They told her to do things and she did bad things. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's scary, Gwen. Because it seems to start out innocent enough because you're helping find the victims and your brother.
1: And maybe that's how it starts. Who knows? Like, we saw the red panda where at first it's like a nice thing, but then you You can't control it. Turning red? Turning red. (laughs) Like
0: the red panda?
1: The red panda. Yeah. And then it's like, it gets too much. But... A a lot of the actors here are also from Sinister. And so there's, you know, like Ethan Hawke and the cop is there. I don't don't know if it happens in the same universe, but it's like the same director or whatever. So you think of it what you want. But in there, it's like kids are being like forced to do things and they end up killing their families. Mm -hmm. And it's something where like their boogeyman, I forget what the... Bagul. The Bagul. And we went into it on our review. Insert here, if you can, Tanya. Sure,
0: don't point at anything.
1: But it was like, the Bagul starts off weak. And as the kids watched these movies and spent more time and you were summoning him, he got stronger and stronger. And so I don't know if it's a similar type of situation where... You're saying it's when... the
0: reverse? Now the, the Bagul You're... is killing the kids? Well... <laughs> It's like screw you guys no it, it was more so like if
1: what whatever these visions or dreams oh, visions, are being manifested right? first they might start off as oh look they're they're being helpful so you welcome these visions I see. and as you grow you know as Gwen goes to her teenager and then young adult life do those visions then become too much for her to handle and her father is is very against it and doesn't want her to end up like her mother
0: yeah true i will just i meant more so bagul taking children and then making them kill their family and this is like uh the boogeyman of this world taking children and killing them as like a parallel of the of the villains and what's going on but i will say for the father like yeah i feel bad for him but not that bad like you can't you can't do that i don't care if so what you're gonna say i don't want you to have the same outcome as as my wife as your mother so I'm going to beat you mercilessly? I, I can't say no. I agree
1: with his methods. I know you don't agree. But I'm I just, sympathize. I'm with... just
0: saying the end to me. I didn't see a change. So what? He's sad. He, he, his son went missing. Like, you should be sad. But like, to me, when he came up to him at the end, and this is one of the reasons why I, I'm not so keen on the ending. Not that I don't like it as in, oh, it's a bad ending. Like, I feel wary of it is because the dad it comes up to the two siblings and is like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but i'm like no i don't believe you you're an abuser abusers always say that they always say oh my gosh i will never do it again i'm so sorry i don't trust him and i think they're still in a really i think they've been traumatized so they've been traumatized by this event dealing with the grabber and who knows about how traumatized they are by all their classmates going missing and they've been traumatized by living with their dad it's like they're not healthy Human beings, because who could be in that situation? You can't just be like, "I almost got killed, saw a bunch of my friends' ghosts, killed a man, and now I'm confident at school." That sounds like he's confident. Like, no, he needs therapy. He needs help. They all do, and they also need to get away from the dad. I'm sorry, but you're not a good person.
1: Yeah, and and that's fair. And it's hard to say. Did the father really change, or is he just gonna go back to?
0: I don't see him having changed. Yeah. Sorry.
1: I don't see and it. So that's kind of like the dynamics going on yeah. in the Finn household. But I thought it was a really nice contrast to Bruce, who was that baseball player. Because this Gwen is also has like a, a dream about Bruce. And growing up, first he sees him like like crawling around. And what I assume to be his parents, they see like, oh, he's interested in baseball we're, we're going to play catch. Then, you know, you, you see the dad and him playing uh, baseball, which reminds me like my brother and his son, like they, they were playing um, baseball. So you kind of just see this more loving and a nicer environment to, I guess, grow up on, grow up with rather than like an abusive uh, alcoholic father. So it's, it's a very clear contrast to their family. And then we also hear a little bit about Robin's household, where it seems like he's not even living with his parents, but he's living with his uncle. Mm. Because Robin tells Finn, and I guess they're, they're both movie fans, that mm-hmm. he just got to see the Texas Chainsaw. So it's funny to hear them talk about, ooh, this movie just came out because it takes place in 1978. Yeah. And... Finn was even like, oh, no, that's rated R. My dad would never let me watch this. And he's like, well, my uncle kind of like lets me do whatever I want.
0: There was a really cute scene of Finn falling asleep watching a horror movie. And he was just like, (gasps) "It was really cute. The way he was reacting. Eating a
1: bowl of ice cream. Who hasn't done that?
0: Amazing. Gotta have those precious happy moments when you can when you're dealing with all of that.
1: Yeah, and that was a really cute scene because, like, I have no idea what horror movie that is. But it looks like it's black and white. But then it's, like, I don't know if it's similar to Shakespeare's Macbeth. Like, the blood is red. Yeah. So, like, they see blood on someone's hands or they see blood on a bathtub. And that's the only color you see. Everything else is black and white. And then you see, like, the hand coming out and he's just like...
0: (gasps) (laughs) It's very cute. It was really cute. And then the very next scene is the dad beating... Gwen, I was like, good God, that's whiplash. Emotional. It was oh my gosh. I hope they uh set up a very safe environment for all of these children to film in because that shit
1: looked real. And we find out that the father was beating Gwen because the the previous day the police had came to the school.
0: Oh she gave him so much Oh yeah.
1: And and Gwen is such a like wow, I can't believe like this girl exists. She's so cool. (laughs) <laughs> um she gets called to like the principal's office i guess and the police are questioning her because she spoke to bruce's sister i think so and told her something about black balloons and then the police are like what do you know how do you know about these balloons and like she starts cussing them out and she's like oh yeah i'm the grabber you really think i'm the grabber i'd so be able cute. to grab bruce like is that what you think asshats or whatever she calls yeah, them yeah the
0: principal's like language yeah
1: <laughs> and, but she's like on a roll oh, I love <laughs> where it. like the principal keeps saying like guinevere just go see this movie yeah. it's so good but it's like the police are just kind of like what do you know how do you know about these black balloons and they're not satisfied with with an answer i just thought it was like hilarious that it's like oh you guys are so stupid that the your logical conclusion is that i'm the grabber this like nine-year-old girl
0: yeah it was pretty great she she has some amazing moments because she also a few times asks god for dreams she's like please send your dreams and i really liked it where she's like i don't know the rules of this sorry yeah. please
1: send the dreams she's like oh jesus can you come to me and then it's like what the fuck jesus oh my god amazing like, the whole
0: theater don't like, tell
1: me you don't get involved and then you do these things
0: oh she's so good yeah. she's like a little grown person it was kind of funny, because one of the first times that the phone rang in the movie, someone's phone rang in the theater, <laughs> and then the girl answered it. What are we doing? It's fine. She was quiet.
1: No, no, I'm just at the... I have no, time to not, talk. No, I can, What's talk, up? can talk. What's up?
0: <gasps> are you my dead best friend from five years ago? Why are you calling me? Anyway, I, yeah, it was funny, though, because I was like, wait, is that the phone? It sounds different than it sounded earlier. <laughs> so I did have a question, and... Because this could have been, this one victim in particular calls Finn and he's very aggressive and mean and bully like, I forget his name, but he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not trying to save you, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, that could have just been him because he seemed like a very aggressive. Was
1: that the pinball guy? Yeah. I think his name was Vance. Yeah, I, I
0: think so. But I was like, they could have just been him because he had a bad attitude. I mean, not about dying. Who wouldn't? You should. I just meant like, we, we got a flashback of him and he's, he was not a great guy. God, people are really, I just remember the scene of him beating someone up. And then I'm like, these kids are violent.
1: Well, you know, he was playing pinball at his like local 7-Eleven sure. or whatever. And he was about to beat his high score and the ball gets stuck or, or whatever. Like and someone that. bumps the machine and it makes him lose. Right. So he beats the crap out of that guy. And yeah. somebody else who like ends up trying to help him or stop him yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, but my point was that he could just be aggressive and like, this isn't about you, Finn. I'm just here for myself. Or what I was thinking is maybe they're not all calling him. Like, why are they calling him? Is it not to help him escape? escape? Because they all call him. They don't know who they are. They don't remember anything. And he kind of reminds them. He'll be like, oh, are you so-and-so? Are you so-and-so? Some of them are like, yeah. Some of them are like, maybe. I don't know. So I was curious... If the true intention of them uh, calling was to find their identity again and as like a way to move on or maybe confront for one final time the the grabber so that they could move on because I I don't know, I got vibes from like Coraline where they're the ghost children that the the Beldam had eaten years before or his dark materials in the third book, it's like Amber Spyglass. There's some sections where I think, like, Lyra's in this afterlife, but it's kind of, like, an in-between state. People are, I, th- I think they remember who they are, but they're like, I don't know what this is. I'm, like, stuck here. So, I don't know. I was just curious to your thoughts. Do you think they're, like, trying to move on, or do you think they're just calling to help? Not just, I- but, like, that's their motive.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's hard to say, like, what the true intentions are unless, you know, like, the director can, you know, give us...
0: Well, then what's what? your interpretation?
1: The, but I may be wrong, but I do think Vance is was like the first or has been the vic, a victim the longest hmm. where some of his memory is just like completely gone because Bruce, who's one of our recent ones, um, doesn't remember his name. I feel like Robin does, so he hasn't really gone through the loss of memory. And then like Billy... Doesn't even want to be called Billy. He's like, call me the paper boy. And so like Vance, I don't know if like his memory is just too far gone, where he's like, doesn't even know why he's calling because, I do think all of them are calling him to help him get out. Like Robin specifically says, "You're not getting out for me. You're getting out for you. I don't want to die in vain." And and that's the thing where it's like, wow, this the feels in this horror movie, where he's like, I wasn't able to beat this hijo de puta and so you do it like you have to stand up for himself and he's like motivating his friend and he does tell him like i'm with you right now and i've always been with you like in school because he he defended him against other bullies but
0: the feels are because like this is irreparable damage these lives have been lost and they are so young i feel like that's why it's just so hard it's like a sweet moment yeah i'm always i've always been with you but it's like But not anymore. Like, I can't ever do that again. After you get out, I assume he's passing on. Like, these children are dead. Yeah, and
1: I don't know if that's why this movie, I don't want to say hit so close to home, because I I feel like I haven't really gone through something like this, but, like, makes me feel much more of a connection to it because they're kids. If someone was abducting adults, would I care as much? Probably I don't know. Um, But kind of going back to Vance, it's... I don't know if he's too far gone and doesn't know why he's calling. But one of the really cool things that this movie brought to life was when Vance is talking to Finn on the phone. It's actually through a police radio because after he beats up the kids, he gets arrested and they put him in the police car. And Gwen is having this dream sequence as well, where she gets in the police car as well. Because like. She had gotten the vision of the number, but doesn't know where this house is yet. I feel like she knows where this, I don't know, 7-Eleven liquor store is and gets in the car and is driving by and she ends up finding that house. But during this police car, she hears Finn talk in advance and it's like, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to call out to Finn, but Finn can't hear her.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder how that connection, that trifecta of a connection, works. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of other like horror movies where like someone is behind the glass door and they're like, "Turn around behind you," and like they can't hear you, or like if you've ever had that dream where you're trying to scream for help and like you can't speak, or you're trying to run and you're yeah. like,
0: "I do the running one. <gasps> like, I, you're I, so I know slow I'm running as fast and, as possible, but it's still so slow," yep. and I'm like. I know I can run faster than this, why can't I run? But they did that They did that in this movie. There's a scene to show that he's. even though he says he's soundproofed the basement, the grabber, we do get a shot of Finn screaming, and then we get it cut from outside looking in on him, and you can't hear anything, you just see him screaming. So we can talk about the brother for a moment. I don't want to go too into it, because uh, he was barely in it anyways, and I felt like it was more of a nod, because I think I saw the producer... Was the producer of It, and, you know, he's... An
1: executive producer in It, is what the credits tell me. Okay,
0: and the brother is one of those kids. I think he's the germaphobe one, and he's also in Sinister and Sinister 2. Oh, yeah, with the producer of It, executive producer. There's definitely a nod to Georgie at the end, with Gwen in her little yellow raincoat on a boat... On a boat? (laughs) On a bike, and it's raining. Anyways, but yeah, he's like i don't know he lost his job so he's staying with his brother and the cops are just questioning people around the town like have you seen anything and they stop by his house and he's like come in and he's got like his board with all the what string which he did before right with all mm-hmm. the strings and everything yeah. so maybe he's the same guy but uh yeah they just dismiss him also he's doing coke so that helps them dismiss make him make sure
1: you clean up after he,
0: yeah he's got a lot of theories which honestly are right because he kind of like scale the location down to a very specific point, which he later finds out is
1: Hey, this is where we live.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I didn't get this. Uh because you know, all the promotional material was like, the grabber is Ethan Hawk. So I'm like, I know who the grabber is, like it's not him. Um, he's like talk whatever. We see him and then we, we scale down to the basement and Finn's under him in the basement and I was like, is that real? is Finn really on? that doesn't- I don't- I don't know, I was just kind of like, are they trying to fuck with us? Why would they reveal that to us so soon? I was kind of like still on the fence about if he was really (laughs) under his house. I guess I should have been like, the brother, also in the beginning when the grabber brings Finn to the basement, he's like, I would explain the rules to you right now, but I'm busy, someone's here, like it's all there. He's like a little off his game because his brother's staying with him, so-
1: Yeah, and that's something where, like, during the rewatch, I feel like you'd be like, oh, this is what he means.
0: And you do hear the dog. I remember, (laughs) like, I think it was after we got the reveal, but I heard the dog, and I was like, oh, okay, so they are in the same house, and that's his brother. It's interesting for a twist, I guess, but I didn't really feel a need for it because he doesn't actually end up doing anything. He gets killed right away after finding out that Finn's there. And the other thing that I was like... Is it necessary? Is the double house? Uh, hmm. I mean, maybe it's just me, and maybe I like misinterpreted it. But it felt kind of silly to me. I just, I, it was like, were they trying to make a weird joke? Two houses. But maybe, like, I missed it. Maybe it's meant to be terrifying because it's like it should be so obvious. We're in the small town. Look who's this. This guy is got two homes. I don't know. Maybe I missed the point of the two house thing. It felt yeah. like silly. Also, why not put your brother in the house of the dead boys?
1: Yeah, and maybe that's what it was. I I don't really quite get why they chose to do the two houses. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm just like heavily influenced by what I've recently watched. But we've recently seen uh, that documentary on John Wayne Gacy. Hmm. And I feel like I drew a lot of parallels between that story true True Events to this one where it's like, You have the grabber and you have Gacy and they both dress up like Gacy would have his clown makeup and the grabber has his mask and they're both wearing it to either hide their face or show an emotion that they are or aren't feeling. And Gacy would pick up young men and bring them back to his house and he would drug them and have sex with them and kill them and then bury them somewhere in his house where the grabber is going after kids that are by themselves. I don't know if it's like being from broken families if that becomes a thing cuz like part of Gacy's thing was like who's going to be looking for these men that nobody society didn't care for.
0: I mean Bruce's family seemed pretty cool
1: Yeah, br- Bruce's pretty seems, tight, But yeah. other than that. So it's like the grabber is picking up these kids that are by themselves. He also drugs them cuz we see when Finn gets abducted. He's like, oh, are those the black balloons? And, and so I feel like Finn now knows. And he's like, oh, I'm too close. He grabs him. Finn ends up like stabbing the grabber yeah. with some little spaceship um, that spaceship he has. Pen light,
0: maybe? Yeah, the
1: sharpest <laughs> pen light ever. Truly. But then he like sprays some sort of like chemical or pheromone into his mouth that makes him pass out. But also it, it affects his vision. Because when the grabber first brings Finn into the basement, he's even like, you can't even see me. And he he goes like this and like Finn is kind of like looking, but he's not really reacting to anything that he sees. And when he looks at a, the phone, I didn't really quite pick it up, but like the phone pulses. I
0: didn't. For the. It's a little, yeah, because it's kind of blurry. I didn't realize what it was until the end, and when we saw that shot again in focus, because yeah, I was like, I was staring at the screen, like, what is that? I was so confused. But yeah, it was the phone, like, I guess it's like a beating heart, maybe it's supposed, or just breathing, like the breath of the victims uh, before.
1: And so you have these two serial killers that are bringing people into their house, and then I don't know if that was too close to the Gacy story where they're like, okay, let's, let's have two houses or that's going to be our big twist. But I didn't even really see that as a twist because something that I don't know, I thought would have been pretty cool, but kind of goes away. Maybe it goes against what the short story is. And I, I was telling you when we were watching it at the theater was when they're in the two houses, I don't know if I got like saw two vibes where the, um, the boy was like oh you you got to go save him but turns out he was in a safe the whole time it's like oh right. these these scenes aren't happening at the same time I because thought that too
0: at first when the cops at the end of me when the cops yeah. were coming in i was like oh this already happened he already killed it uh or this encounter with the grabber at the end final showdown already happened and he already came out or they're gonna find him with a dead body down there
1: yeah because we see the grabber ends up killing his brother because Max sees Finn, and he's like, I'm gonna help or whatever, and he kills him. And now the Grabber, who's kind of been telling Finn, oh, you've been very special because the Grabber plays Naughty Boy. And we'll, we'll kind of get into what, what that is after. Finn didn't really, I guess, do what the Naughty Boys do, and so he's actually kept him alive much longer. But now he's like, oh, you're special, and I'm gonna take my time with you, and I'm gonna make it last long and be be a painful death and then finn ends up outsmarting him and so we see the grabber and finn kind of going through like some altercation where the police are now upstairs and they're past the soundproof area the The door's open so it's like why can't the police hear it they're like nobody's here and they were almost gonna leave the house when it looks like one of the deputies or i guess the, the rookie cop it's like hey there's a basement
0: Yeah, which I also clocked because it was hidden behind something, and we see, because of the Naughty boy and the layout of the house, we know where that basement door is, and it is out in the open. And when I saw that, I was like, there's no way they would miss the basement door. It's right there in the kitchen. Am I, like, I thought I was, like, misremembering something because I was like, this is not the layout of the house. They should know. And then, yeah, so I, th- I thought they did that really well too because, like, you as a viewer, even if you don't know what's going on, you notice that something is up because the layout, they've showed you the layout enough that you know it. And the door that the cops end up finding to the basement is like tucked behind something hidden away in like a laundry room looking place. And then I'll say this they go down there and it's completely empty. And for like a second, I was like, oh my god, Finn made the whole thing up. He's at home like hallucinating this whole Whoa. thing. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I thought in that moment.
1: <laughs> and 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 that's that's the kind of thing that I feel like this movie is so good because of things like that. Like what is going through your head the first time you watch this? So and, maybe
0: the two house thing is cool then for and that.
1: <laughs> when when I saw like, oh, it's empty, and not only is it empty, but you see, you the, see mounds the mounds or the dirt, and like they say, Oh, these are the victims, the kids are buried here. I was like finn's dead like finn didn't make it out like the instead of thinking two movie uh two houses i was like i didn't really quite get because i was like oh why is the basement hidden but it was like he killed finn he finished his mission or whatever and he's like i'm going to a different town or or like i'm done but i was like oh my god finn is dead because during this time it's like you get this weird sound design where I I feel like time is being slowed down because you see the Gwen outside crying and you see the cops getting a stretcher and stuff. But during this time, like Finn is still fighting the grabber and you you kind of see Finn plus the other victims fighting together yeah. in spirit. So it's like, what is really going on? And I was like, Finn is dead. And. He ends up killing the the grabber. So the last obstacle Finn needs to do is get through the dog, which on one of the scenes where he breaks part of the wall, thanks to one of the victim's advice, he gets to the freezer and there's a bunch of meat. And I was like, well, what is the meat for? Um, but it was to distract the dog. So he ends up leaving the house and finally gets outside. And I was like, oh, man, he's, he's a ghost. Yeah. People aren't going to see him. And then Gwen,
0: she's the only one who sees, him. One who
1: sees yeah. him. And I was like, Gwen has this gift because we see her running. And I was like, one, don't get hit by a car. I don't know why I thought like whenever I'm watching any movie, somebody like runs across the it's street. Final
0: destination's <laughs> fault. I blame it all on those films.
1: It was like, oh, she's going to get hit. But no, she, she runs across. And then it's like she's going to hug him. And I'm like, she's going to go through him.
0: Interesting. Because right. I feel like they probably wanted us to have that doubt in our mind, but for some reason that's not where my mind went, but that's where yours went. It was also interesting about the, how you said, oh, the time slowed down, and this is why I also felt like the cops being in the house and Finn fighting with the grabber were happening at different times, because I'm like, dude, it's a small house. How long is it going to take you to canvas the whole thing? You're taking too long. I know movies like to do that, and you know, just for uh, dramatic intention. The effects of tension but this is too they they're not this isn't happening co- concurrently but it, it was two houses yeah, and,
1: and maybe that is the twist and it didn't really come to me as that twist because it's like okay he he is alive he made it they they had him and yes there was two houses and i don't know if it's just like kind of like the meshes that i got from John Wayne Gacy is like this kind of stuff can happen in any neighborhood Because a lot of the people there were saying like, wow, I can't believe there was like 30 plus bodies buried in this house. And I've been living next to this guy for who knows how many years he was there before it came out. And so here's, you know, a small town where like it seems like the residents all know each other.
0: That's why I I was wondering what did the residents think of this person the, the of the grabber before they found out who he was and that he was the one doing it? We never get any of that, but it would have been interesting if it would have been that typical. Like, I would never have guessed he was, he was such so a
1: charismatic, nice guy. So nice, yeah. very attractive.
0: Part time magician, yeah. apparently, but like the scariest magician ever. Although I guess maybe magicians are kind of scary sometimes. Depends on your aesthetic, I suppose. Yeah, maybe.
1: What saw you in half? So <laughs> yeah, and one of the really cool things about the the film is the grabber keeps saying that finn is special because he's not a naughty boy i guess like the the naughty boy thing is like when you break the rules or don't do what the grabber wants you to do because we see the grabber constantly lock the door behind him and there's a scene where he brings finn food and he's been starving like the timeline it's kind of difficult right yeah, to know how know much time it. has passed is it one day is it two day because
0: i said a finn couple of days but i'm not sure and
1: he's like doing all sorts of activities when he's like left alone and is
0: doing the most good yeah. for him <laughs> well
1: it's like is Isn't it him? really trying. Like, like is it the the victims because like the first call that he gets was from his his buddy bruce who tells him you know his dig arm was men and he was like oh there's a floorboard that's loose dig the hole you dig your way out of the house where, where i'm like is there a tunnel like yeah like, was like what, that's aggressive because he, he's like digging and it's like good for finn to be like i'm gonna throw the dirt into the toilet and then flush because I don't, I don't know if i even would have thought of that
0: i thought he was gonna get caught for that whole like, but then i was like right the, away
1: wouldn't the grabber hear like th- why do you keep flushing the but yeah it's it's soundproof where are those pipes going through because i feel like in houses like you can hear in the basement or whatever when when you hear someone flush the toilet or even take a shower but yeah he ends up like digging but then to like no avail but he keeps digging and he like hides it with a carpet which we later in the movie we find out like that was one of his traps which was really like oh when it happened like the oh, the yeah. grabber falls down he and, breaks
0: his ankle or yeah something.
1: he he had removed the bars from the window oh. and his foot lands on and i don't know the great job on the sound design but like you hear the crack you see the foot and like the dude's screaming but going back to where he like leaves food and i don't know a soda for him like even finn's like what did you do to this? And salt then, and pepper. Yeah, he's like, I put salt and pepper. He's like, you're already in my basement. I don't need to drug you yeah, anymore. Fair, fair <laughs> point.
0: Fair point, my guy. So
1: he's like, eat it or not, do whatever you want. And when he leaves, he doesn't lock the door. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, why wouldn't he lock the door?
0: I honestly expected Finn to open the door and him to, his face to be right there waiting for him. Like, ah, jump scare.
1: Yeah. And, um, But as Finn goes to the door, the phone rings. Yeah. And that's when I think it was like the paper boy, Billy, I don't know what one of the other victims calls and he's like, don't go upstairs. It's a trap. He's playing naughty boy. And if you go upstairs, he's waiting for you with his belt or his knife or something like that. And he's going to beat you until you pass out. And then even after hearing all this advice, the first thing that Finn does is open the door and he starts like walking up. But I guess the stairs kind of do like a 90-degree turn, so he can't see him, but then we see the grabber sitting in his chair without his shirt. I don't know what that was about.
0: just so iconic but. imagery, I would imagine. It truly is. an oh, yeah. iconic.: Yeah, it's a, it's, villain.
1: A, it's a very scary scene and it,
0: yeah it, it
1: is a powerful image. And it's like, Finn, for whatever reason, it's like, "You know what? maybe this voice is right, and I'm just going to turn around." And then he eats his food, but this happens multiple times where good on finn because it reminds me of uh what's that book everybody always reads the art of war hmm. and one of the things it's like do certain things so that the enemy gets used to it oh. and one of it is like one side was always making noise and then so the enemy got used to oh they're just always doing noise and then they end up using that noise to like stealth through and kill a bunch of their enemies were like here finn it no- never goes upstairs so because Finn is never a naughty boy, the grabber never punishes him. So he keeps him alive because the voices tell him he can't hurt you unless you're bad.
0: Like yeah, that's part of his game. game. And
1: I don't know if that's how he justifies that he can kill kids or, or beat them. Because yeah, like he's wearing that mask because he's shameful about the things that he's done. And maybe he's like, well, they're bad kids. So then I, I can beat them. Or kill them.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because now I really want to rewatch it because he says something at the beginning of when he first uh, abducts Finn and takes him to the basement. He says, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to lay a hand on you. But maybe he said, I'm not going to do that down here. Or maybe he said, I won't do it if you behave. I don't know. See, I want to rewatch it now because mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's a flat out lie, then it's not as interesting. Like, of course you're going to hurt me. I haven't seen any of the other children return once they've gone missing. So, mm.
1: yeah, so Finn ends up being like the good boy. So he's not being punished. And like we, we get this other scene where he asks him for his name and he's like, why do you want to know my name? He's like, well, it doesn't matter because eventually the newspaper is going to say what the, the newest boy that's missing and I'm going to know your name. So he's like, what's your name? And so he gives him a fake name. And I feel like this is the first time he's been a bad boy, even though he doesn't really get punished. No, But then the grabber is like disappointed in him because he was calling him special and like throws the the current newspaper at him with his picture and his name. And he's like, no, Finny, I was even going to let you go because it's like, was the grabber getting bored with Finn or was he fascinated by Finn? Because he's like, I abducted a good kid. He's not being bad. He's listening to the rules. But he gets used to Finn not going upstairs that one night he falls asleep waiting for finn and i don't know if he's partaking in the cocaine activities where like
0: well then he would have stayed
1: up <laughs> right right it's like but he's he's partied so hard that mm, like it's,
0: he's coming down right
1: it's like how how many days has he kept finn where it's like my high n- doesn't really last this long so he's like passes out and then the phone rings and it's one of the kids and he's telling finn like you need to get out there's a lock on the door. So it's like some of these other kids have already tried to escape and they give Finn the help he needs to go past where they couldn't. He's like, there's a lock on the door and he's like, I wrote the combo on the wall. So he's like, he finds it and he goes, it's like, well, what is it? Is it 23 or is it two, three, whatever? He gets past the lock and the grabber's still sleeping. And then Finn hears the dog barking, which wakes him up and then he runs.
0: Which is wild because then you hear the brother wake up as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sir, you left that door unlocked this whole time with your brother here. You're playing a very dangerous game. I mean, obviously which, he is, but.
1: Which I would say, red flag. If you ever go to somebody's house and they have like a combo lock.
0: Oh, on and like the on front their door, door? Yeah. I'm like, like why dude, the brother... what is this
1: about? Like, seriously. Yeah. Be wary of any of your friends or neighbors who have that, I guess. Oh, boy. Um,
0: Profiling but locked Finn gets in. Finn gets it, and I'm
1: like, oh my God, he's gonna like make it out. But at the same time, I, it, it happens pretty, not early on, but like probably in the middle of the movie where I'm like, some something else needs to happen. Yeah. But we see the neighbor's lights turn on. And, they do and do. it's like, oh shit, something's about to happen. But I'm like, Finn, you got out. The grabber gets on his van. I'm like, if instead of running, if he would have hid,
0: yeah, would the like, grabber why find you, him why are you running down sidewalks down the street i'm like zigzag because thr- he get the grabber gets in his car in his van and drives after him so i'm like go into someone's yeah, backyard like, get, like, out yeah, get out of the street get out of
1: the street because like the grabber drives and obviously he's going to be much faster but then it looks like he hits him with his van. He or he sma- ends up like cutting him Finn off. Finn
0: hits him. Finn, Finn runs into right the, van, the van.
1: And it's like he grabs him. Yikes. But there's all this commotion that the neighbors are hearing noises. They turn on their lights. But they
0: do not come outside.
1: Oh. Well, I mean, they're the noisy neighbors that are like, well, what's going on there? But the grabber ends up, I guess, like covering Finn's mouth. because he And then pulls out a knife saying like if he screams or whatever, he's just going to kill him there. And then he kind of goes into, like, this pretty gruesome description where it's like, I'm going to use m- your intestines to choke you. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, man, that'd be so scary to, like, listen to. And then we slowly see the neighbor's lights go out.
0: Yeah. That's heartbreaking. That's depressing. You're like, oh, God. It's, it is interesting because, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm sure that they purposefully didn't give us much time with the grabber uh, for mystery, for not wanting to glorify the creepy horror villain but it's just interesting that they didn't focus that much on him and then hearing him be that violent with his description it's like oh this seems like that's probably his mo because one of the boys did say oh he took his time he will take his time and he will make it really bad and it will it feels like it lasts forever but there's another thing that i thought was interesting is he always puts on like this super creepy voice with finn he's like oh it's a little bit higher pitch he's like oh who me and i was like okay maybe he just talks like that but then you hear his brother it's one of the times he has the door open and the brother calls down he's like yeah yeah i'm coming up and his voice sounds normal i'm like oh he's doing it on purpose it's so interesting
1: yeah it would have been great to get some more backstory into the grabber and like why he does the things that he does and thanks to Finn, we're not really going to know unless, you know, they end up doing a prequel or a sequel or whatever. Um, but he could be a but,
0: supernatural murderer, too, because you had the whole thing with the phone. And he could also hear the victims. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so it's
1: like, does he exist? Does he not? It'd be great to get some more um, info on him. Like, why, why does he abduct boys in general? Like, we never hear that any of his victims are girls. Yeah. So
0: maybe it's like he sees himself in them. And that's part of the guilt as well. he could have had an abusive home life as well. And it's like him reenacting it in some gross way. But yeah, so this is also why I was thinking, and you kind of answered it earlier because at the end when Finn is fighting the grabber and he has him, he's, has him caught in that hole, he rips off his mask. And the grabber's like, oh my, he like freaks yeah. out. And, and that's how Finn gets the upper hand because he like had to cover his face and freaked out. And I was like, in the movie theater i was like why do you care if he sees your face your whole goal is to murder him like he, he to you he's not getting out of here if you survive so who cares but then when you said like oh it's a, a feeling of guilt for his victims and then so he probably doesn't want to be seen by his victims it's more of a psychological thing and then at the end when all the victims Uh, Finn puts the phone to his ear and all the victims berate him it's like that that guilt and that I don't know almost it's weird because yeah he's murdering these people these children but it also feels like he feels inadequate so because they're like they're not like how dare you you stole my life from me it's like they're bullying him they're like you stupid piece of shit blah blah it's like oh oh that I would be like you stole my life my soul i was a youthful child you took my life away but they're like you're garbage you're trash and i'm like okay so i don't know maybe it's something like that he was like a bullied child both at home and in school like finn but good god finn get help see a therapist we don't need another grabber i like he- you too he's much he's gonna be the grabber no he's got a naughty
1: boy with no, the he, next generation of denver children he has
0: a great relationship with gwen she'll keep him on they'll help each other out
1: oh well she's gonna be the they'll, new sister they'll
0: get away from oh no she's not dumb she's
1: gonna help the cops find the killer which, and it's in her own basement too no
0: which by the way is what the grabber said he said oh my brother he's so dumb i'm not calling him dumb we spent like two scenes with him i don't know and he figured it out i don't think he's that dumb <laughs> he was like oh shit it's my brother how many
1: seasons did it take deborah to discover that dexter was the killer so and she's a miami's finest
0: (laughs) nothing to say about that (laughs) she was blinded by sisterly love Mm -hmm. and let's keep it there so the only other thing i want to say before uh, wrapping up is that i think our simulation is broken uh Three or four of these kids, I kept staring at them and I was like, who are they? What have they been in? They look so familiar. Looked up every single one of them that I thought looked familiar. Nothing. Haven't seen them in anything. I'm like, okay, so now we're just repeating faces at this point. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was weird. I was like, I don't know any of these people. Why do they look familiar to me? (laughs)
1: Well, I don't know. They're they're kids. I feel like a lot of kids have similar facial features, I guess, but. One of the last things I wanted to bring up about the grabber is uh, while we never see him really be the violent one, like you were saying, we see the, the dad be much more violent than what we ever saw the grabber be. But some of the victims are just massacred. Like there, there's this one kid who's like hanging upside down where it's like, was he gutted?
0: It looked like, yeah, like his throat. You know, like slit. like his
1: because that's the tapping that we were hearing and it was his blood dripping yeah. onto the floor where we hear some of the description saying that, you know, the grabber's gonna take his time with you and he's gonna make it hurt. And we see one of the other kids, it looks like he has gashes on his on his face and on his arms and
0: I'm sure that was well, that definitely had to be a choice, but I wonder if it's like you see all the brutal violence and the scarier thing is that is what you can imagine. Or is it this terrible thing is happening and still the scariest thing is at home and in the schools? Like it's it's brutal everywhere. Your, your home life is not great either. I mean, hopefully you're not going to die at home or in school. But I mean, you might the way these people are bashing heads in like it is rough.
1: Yeah. And, and, and clearly it's an artistic decision to omit those scenes because they could have easily put the grabber abusing these kids like we could have seen him kill some of them like gash them get into with some of the victims as like the victims this is what happened to me and we would have seen what had happened to them but the scary part is they show us just how abusive a, a father can be to the children
0: yeah because they're not shying away from that violence
1: on the scene where like finn wakes up and and we just hear Gwen sobbing finn wakes up and i feel like he is once again frozen or a victim where like he can't stand up to his dad to help gwen He couldn't stand up to the bullies. And Robin had told him, there's gonna come the day where you need to stand up for yourself. But he was like, you're not by yourself. I'm with you. Your friends are with you. That was the courage that he needed to stand up to the grabber, which is something he was never able to do before.
0: It is interesting though, because he does robin does call finn a fighter because he said you don't throw punches but you never back down from him i'm like oh, well he was great like, that like like is. you can
1: take it and then you got back up like yeah. he, he didn't give up and that's where i feel like the message of this horror movie is very different compared to like a lot of the other horror movies that i've you know watched recently and and, and even older where it's like this whole notion of standing up to bullies like believe in yourself you have what it takes to do what you want to do.
0: Yeah, even though there's supernatural elements in it, it's like not fantasy at all. It's just more frank and stark. So that's all my thoughts on the film.
1: Be sure to catch it in a movie theater by you or hopefully once it's available on streaming, just really check out this movie. It's really good. Agreed. For me, it's probably been my favorite that's came out this year.
0: Yeah, I'm... I'm trying to think of what else has come out thus far, but yeah, I, I could get on board with that at the moment. Uh, what do you mean? Resident Evil was amazing. Was that it, this it year? Worked. I, I think joking. I enjoyed
1: this movie much more than the...
0: That was a joke. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. So tell us your thoughts about the film. Please do see it. Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss. And thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks, everyone.